Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pelleta. Stocks are mixed as we move into the final hour of trading, and this update is brought to you by Upside. The smart new way to buy travel is Upside.com. Save money and get a free gift card every trip. Use code BUSINESS and you're guaranteed at least a $100 gift card your first time using Upside.com. Minimum purchase required. See site for complete details. Stocks churning their records as oil jumps above $47 a barrel. We have got the 10-year down 4.32nd. The yield there 2.41%. Markets showing little reaction to political events roiling Washington. Gold up $1.60 the ounce, up about one-tenth of 1% now to 12.17. West Texas Intermediate Crude rallying 3% up $1.38 to 47.26. Brent crude up by 2.9%. As for the market outlook, Sam Stovall is with CFRA in New York. He was interviewed this morning on Bloomberg Television. I think that we could be uh, experiencing a 5 to 10% decline pretty much at any time. Uh, but based on the fact that we don't see a recession around the corner, we don't think a bear market is in the calling. And we also don't think that a 10 plus percent decline is around the corner either. So, uh, yeah, I would basically say if we do end up with some sort of digestion, Digestion of recent gains, I'd use that as a buying opportunity. And Boeing causing a little digestion for the Dow today. Boeing shares are trading lower right now. Boeing is down by about 2%. It says it will temporarily suspend flights of its new 737 MAX jetliner because of an engine problem that came to light days before deliveries were set to begin to airline customers. The Dow down 52 points, down three-tenths of 1%. S&P up a point, little changed, up by one-tenth of 1%. NASDAQ trading at a record of 8 to 61.28, higher by one-tenth of 1%. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Charlie Pellet, thank you so much. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets. Carol Masser along with Corey Johnson. This is Bloomberg. Over sideways and under On a magic Perhaps with board being uh, bounced, perhaps. Uh, Craig Gimona joins us right now from Bloomberg News uh, with his story uh, on the Bloomberg Terminal. Bloomberg Food, uh, sorry, Whole Foods said to shake up its board in response to Jana Pressure, Jana Partners. Uh, uh, Craig has a big stake here, and they want to change. What kind of change do they want from this board? Well, they have a lot of ideas for what needs to change, you know, and they assembled a team of people to look at it, but they, they had lined up three people that were ready to sort of join the board. Whole Foods is, Whole Foods has already had its uh, annual meeting this year, so any kind of proxy fight would be next year. This is kind of Whole Foods, I think, trying to sort of uh, fend that off and maybe satisfy them by changing half the board. Interesting. Is it enough? I mean, what kind of board members do they need to make a difference? Yeah, that, that's a good question. You know, the board, uh, there had been some concerns about the board. I think the average tenure is roughly 14 years. That certainly raised alarms. You know, John Mackey, the CEO, has been on there for a very long time. There's other mm-hmm. people that have been on there for, you know, 20 years. So the question of whether it's enough, you know, we'll have to see. Jana is telling us that basically Whole Foods wanted a two-year standstill. They said no because they want to keep their option on the table. So that would signal, I think, that maybe this is not quite enough, that changing the board isn't going to do it. Jana has some concerns about the way the business is being run. So I think that uh, Jana wants a little bit more than maybe some new board members. Uh, are there any board members in particular that are offensive to Jana that we know of? I mean, I'm looking at sort of who's on the board. You've got a Google executive. You've got the two co-founders of the, of the business that are still on there. 
Right. Well, so the, the Google person is the one new board member. I think right. she joined within the last 12 months, if I'm not mistaken. The chairman has been around a long time. Um, you know, so no, we're not quite sure exactly who Jana would want off, but I think the general sense was that these are people that, you know, kind of rubber stamps for Mackey, that there just hasn't been enough sort of outside influence in there, particularly when the company's facing such a crisis. Craig, I love it that they were asking for like a two-year standstill. Two years! So much can happen, and they're already under pressure, because it's not that Whole Foods is the only game in town. There's so many options. I go into any supermarket now, and there's a whole organic area. I mean, everybody's right. kind of on this bandwagon. And, and that's why we are where we are. I mean, this was a company that was a high flyer for years, double digit same source sales. The stock was a high flyer. Mm-hmm. And basically, Walmart, Kroger, everybody watched this and said, you know, we can sell organic stuff too. If that's what people want, we can sell it cheaper than they are. And, you know, they're known for being overpriced. That's really hurt them in this environment. It's extremely competitive out there. We've had food deflation for more than a year. It's the longest streak since the, since the 50s. And I just think the average person is saying, you know what? I want Diet Coke. I want Doritos. And then maybe I want organic broccoli. <laughs> so I can get that at Kroger. I can get all that stuff at Kroger and whole Food's kind of limiting and expensive. Craig, that's like a Corey's shopping list right there. Really? That's yes. Right. Doritos, right and, yes. Uh, Throw in a little beef jerky and you're done. As long as the Doritos are made of kale. Yes. I, uh, well, but, but it is true when I look at this board here and I, and I see board members who, you know, the, the, except for the Google person, the shortest duration of the board, except for the, the founders, uh, are, you know, eight years, 12 years, 14 years. Uh, Ralph Sorensen uh, is uh, 83 years old. He's been on the board for. 22 years. Right. Um, and, uh, and he's also on the board of the Boston Museum of Science, so I can tell you they need to work on their heat from our <laughs> well, broadcast outdoors yesterday. But, but no, you, you do see sort of a stasis on the board and not a lot of fresh, uh, uh, people. Right. And I think like a lot of things, nothing really mattered for them for a long time because the sales were up, the stock was up, they were crushing it. They, you know, these guys created the market for organic groceries in this country. They helped bring it to the mainstream, but everybody has caught up. And like you said, you can get this organic stuff anywhere and they're trying to figure out a way out of this crisis. So what happens? I mean, let's think about this environment. What happens, Craig? Do analysts, do the investment community think that there's some way to fix the model within the stores. I mean, or is do they need to hook up with a more traditional supermarket? I mean, I don't know. What's the fix? So there, you hear, if you ask people about this company, you'll hear, you know, a lot of different answers. I mean, a lot of people think they need to be sold, but we've always heard that it's a very difficult company to price. The brand, mm-hmm. the brand has value, but the stores, you know, have not been managed that well. I mean, does Kroger want to buy them? Does Albertsons want to buy them? You know, does somebody want to take it private or do they try to fix what they're doing? You know, they, they have this thing called Whole Foods 365, which is right. aimed at millennials. That's kind of competing for the Trader Joe's shopper. But at the same time, they need to fix those flagship stores. And, you know, they're trying to cut prices. But you'll hear people say that cutting prices isn't the answer. You know, they need to embrace premium. Maybe they need to go upscale and just sort right. of go after the foodie and not try to fight it out in the trenches with Kroger and Walmart because they're going to have a tough time battling on price with those conventional retailers. It, it's like asking Gucci, hey. You know, we want you to put some $5 t-shirts like on a table up in front. I That's mean, right. It's, it's just like own your market, right? right. And yeah, when you've got 2% sales growth, you got to do something different. There's a group of people out there that love Whole Foods, so the brand mm-hmm. still has power. But do they risk alienating those people when they go a little bit down market? So that's kind of the very, very difficult uh, place that they find themselves in. And, you know, it's it's worth mentioning that John Mackey, the founder, took over sole control over the CEO job late last year. Walter Robb was, you know, sort of pushed out of the company. So this is really falling on Mackey now to fix 
fix this. Yeah, I spent a lot of time, you know this, we've talked about it, you know, a lot of time with Walter Robb, you know, when they opened up the, the store in Detroit, I, I've gone out with their folks who in the field, when, they, when they're seeking out a new product, I mean, they are all in and they're very meticulous about the types of products that are in the store. But I do wonder, Craig, like you just walk into Whole Foods, I love it, I feel like it's eye candy, right. <laughs> you know, but there's so many times I walk in and I walk out because it's so much stuff, I don't know, there's just... There's just something. And I think, you know, I mean, I live in New York City. I think that they're, you know, the, some of the best stores you'll find in New York City. But you got to remember that it's a big country out there. And people in these other places, they have options. You know, there's a Whole Foods a mile away. Mm-hmm. There's a Kroger that has a ton of organic stuff. Or there's a Safeway. There's an Albertsons. There's a Wegmans. There's a Publix. You know, there's a lot of good retailers out there that have been doing this a long time. And Is there a Wegmans in, in New York City now? No, but there, oh, okay. there's one coming to Brooklyn. Um, Look out. I, yeah. as, a, as a native of Rochester, New York, I'll tell you, don't want to the way Wegmans. I to go with my mother I think that's part of, the, part of the point here is that, is that the store expansion has been such a big deal here that, that 10 years ago you had about 200 stores for Whole Foods. They're up to 456 at the end of last fiscal year. Right. And, and you know, a, a big concern well, here in, in Boston, you know, when the Whole Foods opened up back in, a, in, in, a, in Beacon Hill, it changed sort of a whole part of that neighborhood. Uh, but that's a one-time change. And you can't open a second Whole Foods there. It's already there. And, and you know, the low-hanging fruit in terms of, pardon the pun, but the low-hanging organic fruit, fruit. Uh, here is, is is harder to come by for Whole Foods, that's uh, right. and that's a big. You know, when, when you see any big retailer in the U.S. get to over 300 stores, the the the, the numbers change. It gets a lot harder to to be accretive in your store additions. Right, and for a long time, their store target was 1,200. They finally abandoned that. They haven't said what the new one is, but I think when when people saw the 1,200 number, they said there's just no way that there's room for 1,200 of these upscale supermarkets. Look, they crush it in New York City, Los Angeles, San Francisco. I'm sure they do fine in Boston. But there's only so many places and so much real estate where the concept uh, really works, and they're already sort of bumping into that with 450 stores. I have to be honest. I do actually go into the Whole Foods, and I do buy some fruit, and I do buy the, these great chocolate clusters. All right, Craig Giamona, i got to run. Chocolate clusters? Oh, chocolate nut clusters. Craig Giamona uh, covers some of the consumer space for us, uh, including Whole Foods, right here on Bloomberg Radio. Let's get to Nathan Harper right now with a hey. Let's let's Harper. Me. I don't okay. know where that came from. I was thinking about chocolate no, clusters. No, Nate, do not. I was going chocolate clusters. Nathan Hager with us in our 991 studios in our nation's capital. With hey, I understand. I'm I'm hungry just listening to you guys. Chocolate Thank clusters. you so much. Well, we've heard President Trump make his first public comment since his surprise firing of FBI Director James Comey. He wasn't doing a good job. Very simply, he was not doing a good job. The president spoke from the Oval Office this morning. Seated next. To him, Nixon-era Secretary of State Henry Kissinger, a day after a termination many of the president's critics described as Nixonian. If Hillary Clinton had won the election, which thank God she didn't, but if she had and she had been in the same position, she would have fired Comey immediately. And the very Democrats that are criticizing the president today would be dancing in the streets celebrating. White House Deputy Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders. And another surprise in Washington, this time on Capitol Hill, the Senate failed to overturn an Obama-era rule limiting methane emissions from oil and gas wells on federal lands. Now, you may recall Congress has already reversed more than a dozen rules from the previous administration under the Congressional Review Act. This time, though, Bloomberg government legislative analyst Adam Taylor says... Three Republicans joined with the Democrats, including Arizona's John McCain. He was concerned that the CRA's requirement that, uh, or really its prohibition on the agency reissuing the, the rule or a substantially similar rule, uh, that was a problem for him in this case. More at bgov.com. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,600 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Nathan Hager, and this is Bloomberg.